Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have. No seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's the Wednesday edition of Sharp Money Live from Las Vegas here at the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Great to be back alongside Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick Maher. We've got Dustin Sweetelson on vacation, so Wyatt Tomchek behind the glass. Amal, great to see you. And after I made a joke yesterday about something that was allegedly built in 1871, we had another happening yesterday of something that had not since 1894. Do you know what that was? Uh, three games ending with a score of 11-10. Pretty much close. Uh, it was 12 different MLB teams scoring so a double, double digits. digits. Okay. Basically. I, it was, that was my second guess. Yeah. I couldn't believe the score. What a ridiculous last night. night last night. Yeah. Imagine if you just parlayed like five or six games over and the three games that were 11, 10 or might've been the Braves included in that. Uh, those four games you were over by the fifth oh. inning on all of them. Forget the, you know, the first five you were, the game was over, over. In, I mean, before you even got to a full completion. Well, how many games, too, like in the game you had with the Braves run line where you've got Bryce Elder on the mound and you're like, you get a five spot right away yeah, and you're exactly. going, oh, yeah, I got this exactly. in a bag. 100%. And then 100%. it just totally swigs. I, shout out to Adam Burke, by the way, who was on with us in studio yesterday, went 3-0 and on his place. Two of them did involve overs, and then the Twins uh, cashed as an underdog. So we're also in that, that time of year, too. We are tracking games as they go on live. There's a lot of uh, day baseball going on. The one thing that stood out to me, though, I'm all, what a choke job by the Guardians. You're up 4 nothing with Aaron Savali on the mound, one of the uh, really underrated starters in baseball baseball against a fading team in Pittsburgh. You give up seven unanswered runs when you're in the middle of a division race. Can't be doing that on July 19th, fresh out of the break. No, you really can. And talk about, you know, this post all-star break has been really interesting. We've seen the uh, Rays struggle. The Yankees have struggled. The Joe Musgrove continues to pitch well for the Padres. They dominate um, right now. The Dodgers make it a comeback. They just hit a homer. I don't know if it's a solo job or not, but um, James Outman with a shot. I think it was a solo homer, Ben makes it six, three Urias in trouble right now. The Miami Marlins have really struggled out of the break. Uh, some of these teams, Cincinnati loses the finish of the game yesterday against the Giants. Then they get beat 11-10 in the second game. Uh, so right now you're seeing some teams that you thought would have been more competitive really just up against it early on. Yeah, we'll let you know as these games go final. Sandy Alcantara just getting drilled today. 
gave up a four spot in the first inning. So the St. Louis Cardinals up four, nothing on the Marlins top of the third there. At least uh, Pete Fairbanks had the, the line of the day yesterday, though, the Rays closer who, mm-hmm. who blew that game late. And he said, well, at least I, I think my life is better than the, uh, than, than the fan in the stands who told me I'd be better off like drinking at a bar or something. And I was like, you know what? I mean, he's a fellow Mizzou alum, just like me. So Mizzou alums, you know, the Harvard of Boone County, I'm all usually re- really, really witty with the one-liners, but shout out Pete Fairbanks, who, uh, who was very, very composed after, you know, a lot of closers, you blow a save. That's hard to be composed. Well, he's giving, going with the LeBron James line there, huh? Pretty much. Well, yeah. see what, you know what? Maybe we should check on Pete Fairbanks and see where he is in 10 years, depending on how long he lasts <laughs> in the big leagues. Hey, he's, he's been good so far. It's been a, been a he's been one of the stables. Hey, there's a lot of relievers that, that have, they, there's a lot of relievers that have a good year. And next thing you know, they join witness protection the following year. I know that's why that's what, that's why the immaculate grid is so great. Cause you get to fill out your grid with guys like that. Joe Bimo was on mine yesterday. You remember Joe Bimo? I do. Yeah. Great oh, Dodger and national point. Oh, five percent. Jackson. Okay, well that's a different that's Who, a different category. Say? Edwin Jackson. He was on like twelve teams. I thought it was like fourteen. Yeah, there was that was at least some longevity there. That wasn't a one trick pony. Anyway, we'll update you. There are four games in progress right now on the day slate. A bunch of games still to come. Uh, we'll we'll talk baseball as we continue on the show today. But a lot of college football on tap. I'm all in the, the story of the day that we'll lead with it. I I just can't believe this ongoing. It's like the college football version of Mean Girls. San Diego State's apparent withdrawal from the Mountain West to go to the Pac-12, only to come back, then to say they never tried to leave. And then yesterday we get the latest twist of the, the saga, which is that, all right, San Diego State has been welcomed back by the Mountain West and that they are now in the conference. And it's just, it's fascinating now where we're at in the state of college athletics, where you have the San Diego State situation where their athletic director basically openly admitted, we don't have the money to pay the early exit fee to go to the Pac-12. Were they to have gotten that actual invite, which apparently never manifested, would pay an estimated $34 million exit fee to leave in 2024-25 from their AD, John David Wicker, when he said, we can't pay the extra amount. Everyone is aware of that. And now you have the the stable program of a you know mid-major conference like the Mountain West basically completely in limbo. And now apparently they're back? Huh? This is going to be interesting, and I'll tell you right now, the league is definitely going to try and go for the money, um, and this will be something to pay attention to as you go forward. But, you know, we were talking, we're talking about this before the show. I think, what are there, 66 teams that are considered Power 5 teams? Roughly. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. It might be off by a number or two there. And then you look at the teams in Division One, about 133. What drives me nuts is about 25 teams, really, from the Big Ten and the SEC, a couple of teams currently in the Big 12 in Oklahoma and uh, – and Texas, and then, of course, USC, UCLA, and Washington, throw them in the mix. These teams really kind of dominate what's going to happen with a lot of these other teams. I feel bad for the Oregon States and the Washington States of the world. I mean, Ben, when you look at it, nobody's going to want those two teams in terms of when they realign their conferences. They're going to be left out in the cold. No doubt. And it all it comes down to the revenue sharing yep. and what you can get for all of these conferences. Uh, it also will be interesting, too, for San Diego State coming into this uh, this football season. Again, we'll have our, we'll, our full breakdowns, a couple of different conferences and teams still to come. But like that's a team where you get a brand new stadium built, Snapdragon Stadium. You're in a, a conference that has this existing TV rights deal. And that's where you people who don't for people who don't know, that's where these conferences are getting the money. It's yep. from the TV rights deal. So the Mountain West has a deal with CBS and Fox. Largely because it has Boise State and San Diego State as the two primary charter members. So one of the two schools that is partially responsible for the money that they are getting on a yearly basis now basically wants out. They just paid for a brand new stadium. They literally said they can't pay to leave the conference early, yet they still want to anyway. It's crazy. Well, I think, you know, you look big picture, the amount of money you can make in the Big 12 by comparison to what you're making in the Mountain West is a sizable difference. 
When you look in the in the Mountain West, obviously just based on the name, and nowadays you can't assume anymore with the conferences, but obviously the teams Mountain or uh, Pacific time zone, but you don't really have a ton of big markets. I mean, you have Las Vegas is probably the biggest market outside of San Diego in that conference. I mean, you've got Albuquerque for UNM, you've got Reno, San Jose. I guess that constitutes the uh, Bay Area, so mm-hmm, that's a big right. market. But I mean, Laramie and and Wyoming, Boise. I mean, these are not big television markets, so they're trying to make that move to the Big Twelve, trying to make themselves more competitive. Look, the football program isn't good, but say what, San Diego State in the Big Twelve for basketball sounds very intriguing. <laughs> not bad. Uh, I mean, it'd be great when KU comes to the VA Center. Oh yeah, I would have. Would have. You're just you know trying to tickle the imagination. Yeah, with that so I just think. Listen, I love the Big Twelve. I think it's the best basketball league by far, just like the SEC is the best football league by far. But if you add a team, because there was a rumor of UConn potentially going to the Big 12, you add in a San Diego State. I mean, having San Diego State to play UConn is ridiculous in terms of geography. Uh, but in terms of basketball, it only makes that league even better. We are going to do some regular season win matchups. Speaking of college football today, also Jared Smith, one of our VEASAN analysts, will join us, give his breakdown on the Big Ten as well as Penn State football specifically. Since that is, since that is a school near and dear to uh, Jared's heart, that is in the second hour, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll also have Kelly Bidlin join us. He's part of the Long Shots crew. Open championship starts late tonight. If you're on the West Coast, very early East Coast time tomorrow morning, 1.35 a.m. Eastern time. First tee times from the 151st Open Championship. So Kelly joins us uh, in about 25 minutes or so. And then Zach Cohen, VEASAN writer and editor. We'll talk a little NBA headlines as well as some early U.S. Open futures thoughts at 5 p.m. on the East Coast. And that was the one, uh, the NBA story from today, Amal, that was like headline that we all basically knew that then comes out there with Philadelphia 76er GM Daryl Morey going on the radio in Philly and say, uh, yeah, James Harden wants to be somewhere else. Like, thanks, Daryl, for providing that insight. Uh, but he said the team would only trade him for a player who would keep the Sixers a title contender. And so the projected standoff that we all kind of assumed them all based on Morey's history is now here, and it is it is happening right now. No, no timetable at all as to where we're going to get this Harden deal done. Wouldn't surprise me if he's still a Sixer, wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you, at the start of the year? I, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't care less. I don't like James Harden. He's an elite scorer, or he used to be. This guy does not do anything for me in terms of helping a team win a championship. I, I don't know. Send him to Shanghai. I couldn't care. The Sharks could probably use another player. I, I don't care. I mean, I, honestly, we're talking about James Harden because it's the middle of July right now. Yep. Half the baseball games are over, and most people don't care about baseball. But it's like this guy does not make a difference. I, is there anybody out there that's actually listening or watching that actually cares where James Harden goes? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess no, unless James Harden happens to be. I don't Washington. even think he cares. Actually, I think, I think right he care. I think he cares if the check's clear. Yeah, which is interesting that the Clippers are the favorite because back in the day, if this was you know, the 1970s, you definitely wouldn't want to be going to the, the Clippers no. with, I, old, with old Donald uh, running the show. Yeah, I mean, I just – look, it, it's interesting in Philadelphia. They've got a great player in Tyrese Maxey. Uh, the, the Clippers are not going to part with Terrence Mann, and I don't blame them. James Harden's getting up there in age. How many more seasons can you get out of him that's going to be beneficial? You've got a good piece. I don't think Terrence Mann is some overwhelming player, and I think sometimes teams get too attached to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I saw somewhere it said the the uh, Miami Heat value, or excuse me, view uh, Tyler Hero as being a more valuable piece than Tyrese Maxey. Saw that. I wanted to see who was drinking before they answered that question. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Is Pat having a white Russian on the yacht? I mean... <laughs> And the other question I had too, for you know, and again we bring this up because of the content and because for these odds on where Harden will go next year, Clippers are the favorite minus one thirty to still be with the Sixers at the start of the year is plus one forty. How many people do you think actually bet on these markets? Like, what type of person would want to bet on this and and 
Unless you unless you really had some inside info that, that you felt exactly. was going to happen. I, I was getting ready to say if you have some inside information, I think that's where you're looking to make a wager on this one. By the way, I got to go back to something you just said. White Russian. There's like 50 other drinks you could have probably selected. I was a little bit sorry. Is that your drink of choice? No, it's not. Okay. I just, <laughs> just kind of surprising. Okay, I think Miami. I think heat culture. I think things that are white because of how the fans are dressed. And then I just, you know, and then I thought, I don't know. I, I Bodies think, of water. I'm not sure. I would have gone something a little bit more tropical. Yeah, that that's that would have been my guess. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big mai tai guy myself, but uh, you know that's usually reserved for the Hawaiian. What, what's it, what's in a mai tai? Uh there's there's some rum. Okay. Some pineapple. Rum, rum is the main. Some okay. sort of some sort of punch. Got it. Okay. Punchy substance. I always ask one of my favorite lines is if you go sometimes you, to order from the cocktail waitress like poker table, like hey, can I get a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> And they're like, I've never heard of it. I said, you know what? Just check. It might be different. They might make it at Aria. They don't do it at Bellagio or vice versa. That's so funny. <laughs> we I'm... always take a side wager to see if they know. If they're European, they're always going to know what it is. Yeah, yeah. If they're not, we'll see. And one time the girl comes back and she goes, the bartender made fun of me for trying to place the order on that. So I'm glad you didn't bring it back. I'm picturing them all ordering a Molotov cocktail at the uh, at the poker room. That would have been one of the greatest things. Hey, you gotta you gotta pass the time. I mean, 100 you know, right? It's like a lot of downtime in yeah, poker. Exactly. I, that's that's amazing. Well, that's a great way to get our uh, our show off and running. We need to ask. Speaking of that whole Mountain West discussion, we need to ask why Tom Check, who does play by play for the UNLV women's basketball team, his travel experiences to Laramie, Wyoming. He definitely does not want to lose San Diego as an out. No. As someone who was just there for for calling a game, <laughs> yeah. I don't want. I would never want to lose that as an out either. We have a lot of great content for you still to come. We'll talk some college football head-to-head win totals when we return. The Wednesday edition of Sharp Money is underway. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in on the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster, sick of player injuries ending your season? With Best Ball and DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. This year, Best Ball and DraftKings is bigger than ever, with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest Best Ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer expires. To start playing Best Ball, download the DraftKings app using code BESTBETS. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and snake draft your team for the season. You can use code BESTBETS or code SHARP. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played them instead. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. So what are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app and sign up with code SHARP and start playing best ball today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Opt-in required with $10 entry fee. Bonus issued is 10 dk dollars Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promotions. For details, the conversation in studio has turned to is a travel uh, to Laramie, Wyoming, actually good or bad? And uh, you and Wyatt Tomchik have very, have very much opposing viewpoints, and that's because Wyatt has attempted to make that trip in the dead of winter. Surprisingly, so. we haven't had very many problems going to Laramie. The the worst flight of all. You're you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a flight canceled? I had a flight canceled midair. As we were what? going to, how does that work? We were going to <laughs> Reno this year. They're like, get your parachutes ready, yeah, buddy. <laughs> we were going, we were going to Reno, and it was, I remember, because it, it was super windy, and I not, I don't do too hot with turbulence when it goes Got up it. and down. Okay. So we get, we get okay. out of Vegas. We're like, all right, we're good. We're going to Reno, and it's snowing, and all of a sudden I look up, and the flight attendant's talking to the head coach and the director of basketball, basketball operations. Never and I know right time. away that's, that's not good. Exactly. That's not good. And I can overhear him and say, the airport's closed. We got to fly back. So we had to turn around, go back to Vegas, back into the wind with it super bumpy again, and come to find out, I think about 11 minutes after they said the airport was closed and we turned around, they reopened it. So we had to fly dead in the morning, or like 8 o'clock in the morning the next day and play the day of. It seems oh. like some rivalry shenanigans yeah. if, I've ever, if I've ever heard of them, Nevada and, uh, and UNLV. Yeah, we, so. we like to call that UNR. I actually got in trouble once on a broadcast because I called Nevada by their actual name. But I was being paid by UNLV, and they got mad at me for not saying the derogatory name of, of that they like to call the not school. Not a derogatory name. It's the proper name. You're the University of Nevada, Reno. What do they prefer to be called? Nevada. They're the they University think, of Nevada. They think that's, that they own Nevada. It's a, it's a whole yeah. – there's a weird – there's some weird, you know, name complexes around the, these parts of Montana. Well, I always so. find it fascinating when the Michigan people go, Ohio. I'm like, I didn't know you guys were playing in Athens. The Bobcats look like they might be challenging this year. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. That's great. Amal, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I believe that was Brady Hoke who started that. Brady – I never heard Barney that Rubble. before. Exactly, he's the one. Like when, like when Ohio State fans uh, or Ohio State says uh, we're facing the team up north. Like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. It's cute. Like, don't get sure. offended by that. Sure. I, yeah, I, yeah, because it's not offensive, right? Like, it's actually correct. The team up north. One time, I was when I was working in the equipment room at UNLV, I yeah. sent a tweet out that said "Beat Reno" or whatnot, and it got all the border regions up in the the Reno area got so mad. We're emailing the president and everything like that. Telling us to take down the tweet. Wow, like, you gotta you gotta use the right proper term. I'm like, oh my god, you guys are from Reno. Starting uh, starting potential civil war in the state of Nevada. Yeah, I'm, a, the, I'm a fan. The, the right. nicest, like outside of Mike Pritchard, the nicest person you want to meet. Uh, Wyatt, Wyatt Tomchak, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he's almost starting. Yeah, you know, nuclear battle within the state yeah, exactly. of Nevada. That's a great UNLV shirt, uh, but by the way, Wyatt, uh, one quick baseball score to let you know it has gone final. Big fan of that UNLV shirt. Uh, Rich Hill and the Pirates come back from down four nothing to knock off Aaron Savali and the Guardians seven five. They win as a plus one twenty dog. A lot of money today on the Guardians for minus one twenty five overnight up to minus one forty. Game goes flying over eight and a half, which has certainly been the trend uh, since the All Star break. But we're talking college football right now. I'm all some regular season yep. wins matchups. Which 
is pretty good. We'll, we'll talk about, about a team that we'll get into further in depth with Jared Smith later on in the show. We talked about the Big Ten as well yesterday and Penn State and USC. That is a really interesting matchup this year. Penn State plus 105 against USC. And if you compare the two win totals for those schools, Penn State at nine and a half, juiced over at minus 135, while USC is at 10, but that is juiced to the under at minus 120. These are some fun uh, matchups. If there, It's one of those things, Jamal, if you are really high on one of these teams in a matchup and maybe down on another, it could be an angle to look at. I, I think the USC Penn State, it's always interesting to look at these intra-conference matchups though. Yeah, I would agree with you. These are some pretty uh, intriguing bets. Uh, I tell you the one that I like is the Texas uh, Oklahoma regular yeah. season ones. Uh, it's a pick them right now. And the reason why I say that is I make slight, Texas a slight favorite against Oklahoma. Um, USC, you have to favor them over Penn State, minus 125. I don't know if the Trojans have n- three losses on the schedule, but do they have two losses? Because Penn State, I feel like, is almost a certainty to lose two games. I don't see them losing a third one, as we talked about yesterday, Ben. Um, I don't know. Everybody loves LSU for some reason. I just don't see it as much as everyone else does. I would take Notre Dame in that prop plus 140 against LSU. When you're getting, so what's interesting too, is you always want to compare these to what the actual win total is because Notre Dame over nine is plus 135. Would you rather just bet that or or get the five extra cents if you match it up with, uh, with LSU? Well, no, then I would rather take the nine over plus 135 at 10 wins. Uh, But I'll tell you one thing for me, LSU already is going to have two losses on the schedule. Florida state, Florida state. Correct. At least you're listening. I, hey, I've never been accused of I don't being know. a bad listener. Well, no, I'm not saying, you know, maybe I'm pretty boring. You may not want to listen to me, but uh, Florida State and Alabama. And then you look at the rest of the schedule. The Florida Gators always played them tough, but that game is down in Baton Rouge. Um, they're at Mississippi State. Shouldn't be that much of an issue. I'll tell you what, the game at Ole Miss is going to be tough. That will not be an easy game. The Razorbacks should be pretty decent. Um, yeah, they're probably about nine to ten wins. A&M will probably be looking to fire and buy out Jimbo by November 25th. So I don't (laughs) think that game will matter. Yeah. I think LSU is going to win 10 football games this year. And then you look at that matchup on the other side. We haven't really had the Notre Dame conversation yet where you you bring in a quarterback in Sam Hartman, who's now getting Heisman buzz. It's within with a schedule, you know, for Notre Dame as traditionally as it is. uh, You think about where that is matched up and you're getting uh, plus money. You intrigued by the Irish this year? I am, you know, I was trying to think right now in terms of transfers, and I'm going to leave somebody out, so I could be wrong in this statement, but I think Sam Hartman might be the best transfer in college football, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, Just to me, what he brings to this uh, table for this team, they open with Navy. That one's in Dublin, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, And then they're at NC State. That will not be an easy game, but it's a game they could and should win. They've got Ohio State at home at the uh, September 23rd, USC, uh, and then at Clemson. you know, I, let me amend my statement. I think LSU winds up with a better record, 10 wins. Notre Dame probably right there at nine. I do think, though, the Irish can win 10 games. I don't see them losing four games. The schedule doesn't look that daunting to me. At Stanford's win, Pittsburgh at home, at Louisville. I don't like the Cardinals that much. I know Brown takes over. They'll be better, but they mm-hmm. won't be up to Notre Dame yet. Uh, at Duke, NC, NC State's a little bit of a wild card, but I still think it's a game the Irish should win. They're they're better than no, NC State. And you're getting in plus 135 if you like that win total over. Uh, you mentioned the great line on the Jimbo Fisher buyout by yeah. the end of the year. Texas A&M is part of a matchup here with North Carolina. Now, North Carolina is juiced minus 155 in large part because of the weakness of the conference they're in if you compare the two teams. UNC, if you go over eight wins, that's minus 130. Would you lay an extra 25 cents of juice just to get to fade Jimbo in, in this sense? Um, I, I would not. Because the one thing you can't discount with Texas a and I mean, look, I, I actually am not an anti-Jimbo Fisher guy. I just didn't think it warranted the type of contract that he got from A&M. Uh, but when you look at this North Carolina team, 
I have some concerns about them. They lose downs at the wide receiver position, who I think is an incredible talent. They do have Drake May. Defensively, they've always been, you know, there's some questions around that team. So for me right now at this point in time, I, I don't know if I would necessarily be mm-hmm. looking to jump on UNC. By the way, the Jimbo Fisher buyout in 2024. Oh, boy. It's around your contract buyout, Ben. It's about $67.5 million. Wow. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a pretty penny. Who's his agent? That, we, need a, we need a. Take a guess. I, I don't know. Jimmy Sexton. Sorry, the, you, you, that went over my head. Sorry. Oh. No, that's fine. You're, okay. you're good. Um, I'm young. That, that, that buyout is only double of San Diego State's exit fee if they want to leave the Mountain West early. If you want to, if you want to frame it into context to make the Aztec fans feel better about themselves. That's where that is at. Uh, what is funny, though, with Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, because I get the sense, just anecdotally, Amal, that when they have actually been expected to be really, really good, double-digit season win total is when we've been the, the harshest on Jimbo because of his lack of in-game adjustments and, and his team's falling flat. I wonder what you view, how you view this year, because it is not a team with great expectations. Now, that might not change the whole buyout issue, because inside that, that program, they expect Texas A&M to be good, but... Our, the national narrative in our perspective is, okay, this will be a above-average SEC team, but nothing special, which is different than we were talking about going into the years in, in years past. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit overrated in terms of who their, their expectations of who and what they are. And, and I'll tell you right now, part of it is their fan base. I mean, they have the most delusional fan base in sports. I'm not even being hyperbolic when I say that. If you've ever lived in the state of Texas or been around College Station, Houston, anywhere, you know that they have the most delusional fan base in the world. I mean, they actually think they're a better program than Texas. And trust me when I tell you, I generally have to be paid to say anything good about the Shorthorns. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. just the reality of it. I'm, listen, they're just not a particularly great program. They, they think they're better than they are. They're an 8-4 and four type of program. That's exactly who they are. You look at the schedule this year. They got to go to Miami. That's an important game for both teams. That really could kind of set the tone for how both of these teams perform. They get Auburn at home. That's a winnable game. They get the Razorbacks at home. That won't be easy. Go to Tuscaloosa. I'm sorry, they've got Alabama at home. So they have uh, a great schedule after the Miami game. They're home for a month, but then they got to go to Rocky Top. Uh, it, they got at South Ole Miss. Carolina, Ole Miss. I mean, so it's not going to be easy for Jimbo and company, uh, but I'll tell you one thing that's going to help them a lot. I, you say whatever you want. He can't drive a motorcycle particularly well, but Bobby Petrino can coach some offense. And I'm going to tell you, this offense is going to be far better than most people think. The question is, can Connor Wegman take that step forward at quarterback? Bobby Petrino is potentially going to go to UNLV as a coordinator. Last second, comes to College Station. Rather live in Vegas than College Station every day of my life. I I haven't called a game in College Station. I think I would agree with you on that. Kelly Bidlin in studio with us next, talking 151st Open Championship. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on futures and season win totals. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only 19 bucks to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. This offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to become a vcin pro subscriber today. One of the things you get with that vcin pro subscription, all the long shots crew picks for tournaments like what we're about to have happen starting early tomorrow morning on the East Coast, late tonight for us in Las Vegas, the Open Championship. 
Kelly Bidlin is one of the Long Shots crew members. Happy to be here. So, part of the big, the big time show over here, Sharp Money. Second straight day, Amal. I've gotten to be on the desk live with Kelly Bidlin. That, is, that had not happened since, uh, just like with the Pittsburgh Pirates, Woody Jensen in 1931. Last time a guy had a 12-plus game hit streak in his first 17 games. Just changed today with Jared Triolo. Just like I have set a new visa record. First time on the air two days in a row with Kelly. Wow, Bidlin. what a segue. What a segue. I, hey, Ben, I'm always happy to be on with you. Benny and the Bets is always a great segment I like to do with you whenever we do shows. <laughs> So check out Long Shots on yeah. YouTube. You'll get right. Benny and the Bets uh, over there. I mean, and sitting next to the legendary Amal Shah, it's just always a pleasure, you know? Just wish you'd get a little shorter and gain a little weight. That's you want to get a pizza with me uh, later? Dude, like I eat more pizza than anybody you know. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you that. I'm all discovered the Doritos collection in the South Point employee dining room. Oh, good, 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 good. good. So let's let's bring his, up a few more packs for so him every day. Right? He's on his way. I'm all very high on, on your alma mater, Kelly. The Knowles football this year. You, uh, you, well, go, you, go, you, you liking it? Yeah. I love it. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ben. I apologize. But good. Kelly was sitting there being boastful about Jordan Travis. Like he's like telling me like he just discovered Jordan Travis. Like I don't watch college football. I told you two years ago. Oh, you did, you did. I told you two years ago he was going to be the best running back that school had seen since James, uh, running back quarterback since Jameis Winston. Well, it's not like you guys have had too many to select from. That's that's the part you let go, you let no, slide actually, by. Yeah. You know? I actually thought DeAndre Francois was going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I did too. Do your do your collection of friends from you went to school with are they as are they as optimistic and high on this team as a lot of us in the betting community are? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I, I feel like that's any big school, especially if you're a big party school, right? Like you have an overreaction. Sure. Like, hey, we might be sort of mediocre to pretty good this year. Let's you all should, flip you should out have heard all my all my high school friends from Wisconsin talking about Graham Mertz like three years ago. Exactly. And then you know that look how that went. So Graham Mertz, not to compare. Graham Mertz is going to be on VH1's One Hit Wonders. <laughs> okay, I mean, are you kidding me? So, that game against Illinois. Oh boy. When, when I talk ACC, though, in college football, I always turn to my man to the left here. He knows, but he knows more yeah. than I do. So what, you, Mo, You're interested in a Florida State undefeated bet this year? Absolutely. By the way, bless you, White. Um, the 100%. I don't okay. understand. Okay, first of all, like real it. quick, before we get to the golf, they're going to beat LSU. They were a far more dominant team and better than LSU Agreed. in that game. Granted, that was a year ago. LSU's gotten better. But so is Florida State. They don't have a matchup for Wilson on the perimeter. Jordan Travis, to me, is the best bet on the Heisman at 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. He's a legitimate big time dual threat. He can do it all. He can throw the ball with accuracy. He can run the football. This team has gotten better. They've got some good transfers in there. They are a loaded team. I'm not 100% on Mike Norvell as a coach. And then they've got to go to Death Valley September 23rd. I think Miami, November 11th, and November 25th at Florida, even though those are tougher games, I don't necessarily think they're the landmines that they've been in years past. Yeah, always that trip to Clemson has always been a landmine. Yeah. We know that for sure. Hey, 2013, 51-17. Yeah, my, my, I mean, Miami, Florida State, I'm never, uh, I, that's never not going to be a big deal, whether it's right, in Tallahassee or exactly. Miami. And, and honestly, I think it's much a much bigger deal when it's in Tallahassee because you sure. get a lot of people that drive up from Miami, get their first experience in an actual college town, uh, you know, don't act, uh, don't, don't, don't give respect to, to the proper people. And uh, they get smacked around sometimes they get out of line. That's what happens. In Florida man Kelly Bidlin with us in studio. That's just what right happens now. in Tallahassee. I'm just letting you know. It's you know, come in there with a little all the swagger you want, but you know, you start running your mouth, you'll see some stuff happen in Tallahassee during that. <laughs> Kelly Bidlin does a lot of things at our network. We need to also add an addendum of just Florida man <laughs> Kelly Bidlin joining right. us in studio. So you are about to not get any sleep for the next four days. Yeah. Usually don't get much anyway because of all of your duties here. <laughs> but open championship starts tonight. First tee times 1:35 a.m. on the East Coast. This is one of those where you. 
you can't really wait till late tonight after you get home from work to start doing your handicapping. Markets are going to close uh, late tonight about 10.30 p.m. on the West Coast, where we are, Kelly. Mm -hmm. So you look at this tournament and the Open Championship, there's that, that constant general theme of, okay, well, all these Lynx courses are pretty much the same. It's Lynx golf, it's out in the open, it's by the ocean, but... In reality, there are a lot of differences between the courses, and you look at what we have at Royal Liverpool versus the old course from last year. Just how different are you going to view this course playing out compared to 2022? Yeah, I, I, I think you summed it up pretty well. I think that all Lynx courses can get clumped together, but all of them have their unique features. What you see in this one, uh, you've probably heard this 14 times already if you're a golf person, but this is this course was built on a former horse track, so it is, you're dealing with that type of flat land, and it extends all the way out to the ocean. What we always talk about with Lynx Golf is the wind and the coastal factor of that, but it's even maximized in a location like this when you're not when you're dealing with as flat a land as you are. You're not talking about this is outside of uh, Liverpool, so you're not dealing like you're not acting like you're in a major uh, uh, metropolitan area where there's big buildings right blocking any of that. You have a bunch of these holes are right up against the water, so the conditions are conditions are going to make or break the tournament. I, I'm, one thing I'll push back a little bit on what you said Ben is hey if you have the ability to wait to put your bets in right before this thing goes off tonight I would only because tracking the weather is going to be as important great point. for yeah. this event as it would be anywhere else but I haven't said all that as of right now tomorrow's looking pretty good and pretty even all, all throughout the day for every golfer that's the one day of the week yeah. we've seen so far Mal, where it's supposed to be pretty much sunny winds going to be sustained all week in that low to mid teen range gusts into the low to mid 20s uh, and as a result as far as the outright cards you have Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, those are the two co-favorites. Depending on where you look, some some of those numbers might differ depending on the shop. Where did you look to actually start your card as far as as far as shortest shot that made the list for Kelly Bidlin? Well, I was wondering how far John Rom would drift. At DraftKings, we have seen that drift. It drifted, and then it got bet back because he's ten to one now. He he had drifted to a fourteen for you know about fourteen and a half to one earlier in the week at some shops. I was my my buy point was sixteen if he had gotten there. Sure. John Rahm's been struggling a little bit recently. He's still a top two golfer in the world. Um, so I, I did start, I started my card a few weeks ago. It always happens with majors, but Patrick Canley, Tyrrell Hatton, uh, I bet on about a month ago. So those numbers, they are, those numbers aren't available, but you'll find ones pretty close to Canley. I don't know if I would tip right now, Ben, but the one thing that's going to matter more here than any other, any, when we look at golf stats, the, all the off the tee stuff is going to be the most important. And Patrick Cantlay this season is about as good as anybody as far as accuracy and distance off the tee. So I don't, I'm not backing away from that bet, but I'm just not adding to it right. and, or adding down it, to 20 to one. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And not adding a, a, any top twenties or matchups with him either. Victor Hovland uh, did bet 25 to one this week. Uh, he is look another guy. Amazing off the tee. The question is if he's going to get in any trouble around the green here, his game there is not as perfected, even though he has been getting better at it. Terrell Haddon, I've been on for about the past six, weeks I really like him this week game fits everything that you're going to need he has some of that more of that links experience from being an English man playing in that link style golf course is growing up a little bit more uh, and then a couple long shots I just thought the numbers were a little off from what I had Matsuyama Siwoo Kim Joaquin Neiman Neiman more of a play for his style he has a low ball flight if we're going to get gusts of wind and some sure. rain that's going to help him uh, with his distance Top 20, Xander Shoffley's been a top 20 machine, uh, included Hatton and Siwoo, who I also bet outrights on, and then Tommy Fleetwood. I just don't fully trust to go out and win this thing with this field, but I think it's a good top 20 bet this week. 
Um, and then you'll you'll see some of my matchups if you're walking, watching at home. I think the big the big uh, theme for me this week though is fading Cam Smith. I know yeah. there are, there's me and a lot of the other square bears out there uh, for you all that are doing that this week. Two square bear bets: it's fade Cam Smith, or it's top ten on Scotty Scheffler because that is where all the money's coming in on. Which you can't really blame from the Scheffler standpoint. No, the guy's been the guy's been a walking ATM for the entire uh, golf season. And by the way, are we paying you by the word? Nah, I wish. <laughs> Just wasn't sure. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it. You, I, I gave out to Brooks Kepka as my my main future yesterday. A similar thought you had on Neiman yeah. with the addition of not only is it a low ball flight, really good distance accuracy off the tee, but also has the major pedigree and is fully healthy this year. Did you go ahead and take a little stab on Brooksy after we wrapped up? Not outright wise, but I like him in that. Ma- I like him in that okay. matchup against against Cam Smith. I, I do think what's interesting with Brooks is just the roller roller coaster ride from a betting market standpoint that we've seen with him yes. all year. Right? We had I didn't. 99 to one, taking on him at the masters. He shows up, does well there. He's chopped to like what? 20 to one of the PGA goes out and wins that U S open. We're at like 15 to one. And now we haven't seen him in a little while. And he's all the way back up into the mid twenties. So it's, I think it's per anybody that's betting him outright wise. I don't have a complaint at all. Man. I think you can bet. You can find 21, 22 to one right now. There was briefly a 24 to one at, uh, at circa before we recorded yesterday on the long shot show. That was the one I uh, mean outright I had. So anyway, Ready like to, we're ready to go. You Brooks fired has up, got the game, man. I'm fired up. Let's yeah. go. Major Golfer championship not golf. on your Let's card that you are most fearful of not having. Oh, that's a great question. It's probably Brooks. It's funny because I asked our guest Ben Raza yesterday. And it's, his, it's his, Brooks. His, so it's Ben Brooks. Raza's answer yesterday was Tyrrell Hatton. Now you have okay. him on your yeah, card. Yeah, I have Hatton. It would be Brooks, Brooks. followed by Colin Morikawa. Okay. Good to know. Kelly Bidlin. Long shots. Contributor. Thanks for having me. Producer on. of a lot Good of chat, different man. things. Hey, great to have you, man. <laughs> Second straight day, I got to be on the desk with Kelly Bidlin. This is a big day in VEASAN history. And we're going to talk some NFL next. Our preview of the San Francisco 49ers begins right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. A big thanks to our first guest of the day, Kelly Bidlin, joining us in studio, part of the Long Shots team here at VSIN. Both he, Wes Reynolds, Matt Brown, all of their plays up online at VSIN.com. In about a half hour, we'll check in. Actually, in 15 minutes, we'll check in with Jared Smith, one of our VSIN analysts, talking the college football Big Ten Conference this year, Penn State in particular, as well as some Major League Baseball for later on today. But right now, I'm all let's transition into the NFL. Our preview for today, it's the San Francisco 49ers, one of the more intriguing teams of this offseason. You and I have yet to talk about just how we view the, the overall perception, you know, kind of compared to reality here, where you, where you have a quarterback in Brock Purdy who rises to prominence last year, then gets injured. And with all the amazing parts on that team, the big question is quarterback. And so with a, a team that now comes back, favored to win the NFC West. What do you make of this Niners team entering 23? I love this team. I think they're one of really four to five teams that can win the Super Bowl. I, I think them in Philadelphia are head and shoulders above everybody in the NFC. I know people point to the fact that Brock Purdy's coming off the UCL surgery and how much of an impact could that have on him in terms of what he's able to do. But to me, Ben, when you look at this Niners team, they are the deepest team in football from a talent standpoint, minus the quarterback position. Nobody else comes close to them. Just real quickly, if just looking at the roster, okay, you've got Kittle at tight end. He's uh, if you go by the ESPN Plus rankings on executives, coaches, and scouts where they rank these guys, he's mm-hmm. rated number two. Trent Williams rated number one. Christian McCaffrey at running back rated number one. I'm excuse me, rated number two behind Nick Chubb. Nick Bosa one. Um, Fred Warner number one. This team is loaded. I mean, th- this team is unbelievable. I haven't even mentioned arguably the best weapon in football, which is Debo Samuel, whether you put him in the tailback position, the wide receiver yep. position. Brandon Ayuk is criminally underrated in terms of what he's able to do. Jawan Jennings has been a nice receiver for this team. I-, I absolutely love this team. And, you know, that didn't even mention, not to mention Elijah Mitchell as a backup. He's a great running back as well. To me, they could put about 20 guys at quarterback in San Francisco, and this team still got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Everything to me, like every box is checked. Even, even yeah. the quarterback in Brock Purdy, I don't, I don't have the same concerns that other people do because same here. in that system, with as much pre-snap motion that Kyle Shanahan uses, if, if like I would still, I still have been making the argument, and I went down, I bet heavily on the Niners in that NFC Championship game loss to Philadelphia. But Brock Purdy gets rid of the ball a half second earlier on that first drive of the game. I still believe San Francisco goes out and beats Philadelphia. Of course, the whole tenor changes when Purdy gets knocked out. Yeah. Game flips. Niners didn't have a quarterback, but the one I think the one concern you would probably have is offensive line, right? Where with Trent Williams being back at left tackle, the rest of that group has been somewhat untested and like PFF ranks them 18th best offensive line in football. It's probably accurate to say about a mid-tier group where the rest I view as elite across their well, positions. I'll tell you why I don't put that much stock in PFF's grades. Some of the players and the way they rank them, and then you see some of the contracts that they get signed in the offseason, obviously they're looking at something different than general <laughs> right. managers, scouts, and teams. So for me, I kind of throw it out the window. You're right. If you're going to point to a little bit of a weakness, it might be their uh, offensive line is probably their second biggest issue. Cornerback, they lose Jimmy Ward. I think he went to Houston as a free agent. I, I think he wound up there. But overall, one other thing I didn't mention, 
They add in Javon Hargrave. Now, I'm not necessarily ready to sign off with you in the NFC Championship game where the, if Purdy doesn't get hurt, that the Niners win. I, I get it. So it's a bit of an overstatement. No, no, no. But. It's not necessarily. I think they're both very competitive. I think they're head and shoulders above everyone else. But to me, where San Francisco is slightly better now than the Philadelphia Eagles is, not only do you get a top defensive tackle in a Hargrave, but you get someone that you take away a centerpiece from the Philadelphia Eagles, sure. your biggest competition at this point in time. And then you get a healthy Eric Armstead. You've got Drake Jackson on that defensive front. Look, with McCaffrey's ability to run the ball, and I love the fact that Shanahan's one of these smart coaches that runs the ball constantly, this team is right there. I mean, let's be real here. They were 60 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. And against Kansas City a couple of years ago, I mean, they're a big one time. Pass. One pass. Exactly. This team is right there. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done a tremendous job of assembling the team that they have. I think they've got a great shot. I, I'm a little bit surprised by these odds we're looking at at DraftKings right now. Niners are 425 to win the NFC. I love these odds on this team. Everyone wants to talk Seattle. Ben, if you break down the three times they played the Hawks last year. Oh. The first half in the, in the playoff game. They had, a, they had a lead. Uh, it was a minor lead against the against the 49ers. The Seahawks did. It was their best half of football out of, the, out of the six halves of football that they played against the 49ers. San Francisco destroyed them in the second half. The Niners get, um, excuse me, Seattle gets a late garbage touchdown. They dominated the other four halves when they played them in the regular season. Seattle's not on the 49ers level. I, people, please continue to bet the Seahawks all day, every day. Don't stop. I mean, to me, it's I, I find it to be absurd. Yes, the receiving core is good. The Fine, if you like Geno Smith. Geno Smith was terrible for about the first seven years of his career. But San Francisco is just a different level team compared to the Seattle Seahawks. This team right now with adding Hargrave, with Nick Bosa going to get a big-time contract, this team, to me, I would make them the favorite to win the NFC despite the uncertainty as quarterback. Here's the other thing. Trey Lance is a guy that could potentially give you something that you don't expect. Anything you get out of him is a bonus. If he's in short yarded situations to be able to run the ball with McCaffrey back there with Debo yeah. Samuel, do you imagine you line that up there with Lance Debo and Christian McCaffrey? Forget about it. Yeah. It, well, it's such a good point because the general consensus in the way we process Trey Lance because of how high he was drafted is, well, if he's not a starting quarterback, if on your franchise, then it's a total busted and a wasted pick. Whereas is it, the, is it this the one team where knowing the uncertainties about Lance and we have no idea still, as far as the recovery from his injury is going, even if the reports are positive, isn't he the perfect guy? Like, isn't San Francisco the perfect team for a guy like Lance who is, is still limited in his growth as a quarterback, but can still contribute in a lot of different ways than he could have say he was thrown in on the Detroit lions this year or, or the Atlanta Falcons. Excellent point. When you look at McCaffrey, you look at Debo Samuel, whether he's lined up in the backfield or on the perimeter, uh, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, George Kittle has got to be the best run after catch player in the NFL uh, after contact. Uh, Travis Kelsey's probably as good as anybody in terms of catching the ball and getting up field, but Kittle's a guy you have a hard time bringing down, and he's a much better inline blocker than Travis Kelsey's. To me, you're absolutely right. It's a much better situation and circumstance for him to be in than some other team just simply based on the talent that they have around him. Now, I will tell you one under-the-radar loss that they have for this team is Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold is an incredibly accurate kicker. The leg strength was no longer there outside of the 45-yard line. But I still think Robbie Gold is a kicker that ex was extremely beneficial for this team when you look at when you needed a field goal in a pressure situation. Is one of those been there, done that for a long time. I mean, this team gets to play the Rams twice, the Cardinals twice. Uh, they do play Minnesota, which won't be easy. But again, that's a home game. This is a team right now to me that's in a great position 
they should have a fantastic season. The game December 3rd at the link in Philadelphia will be crucial to potentially mm -hmm. seeing which team gets home field advantage. Season win total over under 10 and a half at minus 145. I, I promise you one thing. They will not have a loss in the schedule this year the way they did against the Bears in week one. This team is far better. The, the, the season win total is at 10 and a half. So somebody out there thinks the Niners are going 10 and seven. Seven losses. Yeah. I mean, who made that? Who made that total? Mike Nolan, somebody who was fired by the Niners, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Tell me why the San Francisco 49ers, who talent-wise, if you are any GM, you say take away Patrick Mahomes, just give me the Niners roster. They have the best roster in football, minus the quarterback position. I've said that many times. It's not even close. They have six to seven players that are in the top two or three in the NFL at their respective positions. I was expecting you to go with a Jim Tom Sula reference, but oh, yeah. you, let, you let me down. That's, that's okay. That might know not a bad, any guy who wears a suit on the sideline. Uh, hey, the, don't make fun of him. I would probably show up in a suit. I, I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it at the time either. I, the, the, if you're talking about concerns for San Francisco, mention some of the, the issues with durability on the offensive line. It's a team that in general, for whatever reason, I'm all under head coach Kyle Shanahan has had a lot of injuries. They've been a very banged up team. And they have three. They have a lot of weird scheduling spots this year. They have three different weeks where their opponent is coming off a bye, yeah. including one week where they're playing on a short week off Monday Night Football. I believe it's that uh, that uh, Cincinnati game where the Bengals are off a bye. So I don't know how much stock you put into those, into those short weeks, and just and and in general, not the specific spot, but just how it is extrapolated over the course of a regular season, and and how if if at all, if at all based on the history there with some injuries based on some of those tough scheduling spots that would worry you at any point as, as far as that win total goes. Well, look, if you lose to the Bengals at home, it's not the worst thing in the world. Number one, Cincinnati's one of those teams that I would consider for the Super Bowl. The other thing is, and a lot of people at Vison, I think, what, 75% of the people in the guide yeah. picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Great team this year. However, to me, they're non-conference, so it doesn't really hurt you big picture-wise. Yes, you never want to have a loss, but overall, when you look at this thing, they've got to win that game against the Eagles They've got the uh, Seahawks at home in late December. They do play in Seattle uh, earlier in the year. I'm, I'm just trying to see the exact date in which they play the Seahawks. Actually, they play they play twice late, in three uh, weeks, November yeah. 23rd. On, on They play on Thanksgiving night up in Seattle. So that'll be a raucous crowd. But they've got a three-week stretch where if they beat the Hawks, beat the Eagles, and here's the advantage. Remember, they play on Thanksgiving, and then they'll have an additional three days right. before they play the Eagles in Philadelphia. So I like where this team is at. They've got a great opportunity this year. Uh, this team, to me, is going to be somewhere in that 13 to 14 win range. And it's one of those things where because so much of the focus, and you think about national narrative, is on the quarterback, how important that position is to a team. It, it, I, I believe, and we agree on this point, all that because of that, the strength of the rest of that roster does not get talked about enough. And as a result in the betting market, it's why you see a win total like a 10 and a half out there. That probably should be a flat 11, if we're I being agree. honest. 10 and a half right now, minus 145 on that over. That wraps up our first hour on the show here on VEASAN Sharp Money. We'll talk a little baseball, a little college football with our guy Jared Smith, VEASAN analyst on the other side, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.